0: so everybody feeling this morning? It's so great to be together. Let me hear where you're at. You feeling good this morning? Let's go. Let's go. What a series this is going to be. I'm so excited. We're going to jump into our Double Tap series in just a moment, uh, but before we do that, I want to take a moment just celebrate what God did last Sunday on Easter Sunday. I mean, it wasn't Easter amazing. We had over 500 people attend one of our three services last, uh, last week, and uh, we took up a spiritual survey, and I, we're going to celebrate together the results of that survey in just a moment. You got to be ready to celebrate, okay? Like, just got to make sure you're ready. I'm not talking about any golf clapping. There's no golf clapping allowed. No, we're going to actually celebrate. Uh, but before we do that, I want to say a massive thank you to everyone. All, you know, just your giving, your serving, your praying, it is making a difference in people's lives. And so thank you, church, for how you absolutely threw down on Easter and made a place for your friends and family and those that are close to you but far from God to come into this place. Thanks for being an inviting church, like, for trusting us with your friends. You know what I mean? Like, like, I know that you were sitting there and you were thinking, come on, pastor, don't mess up today. Don't mess up today. Don't, Don't get up there and forget your message. Come on, now. This is my, my friend is here. Don't, Oh, snap. So, anyway, so you got them here, and it was a great Sunday, and I want to celebrate. First of all, on that, um, oh, snap. Okay, yeah. Uh, on that card, on the Easter survey card, at the top of the card was uh, something we do once a year, and that's to ask you what are some topics that you would like to hear us speak about? And we plan that so that in the fall, in September, we can do a series called You Asked For It. It's one of the favorite series of the year and I want to let you know not all the answers will keep some of the surprise but I want to let you know what the top two are because I think they're just so revealing of of where we're at as a church even where we're at as a culture because a lot of people here last week of course maybe you're even here today and that's this is where you are you're you're like not a follower of Jesus you're on the journey and so this is reflective of where we're at as a church but as well as where our culture is at. The number one thing that you want here, message, a message talked about this year was stress. Like, help me, Pastor, with my stress. How can I deal with this? It's, that's, that says a lot about what we're going through. And it also makes me say, come on, good job being in church today because you're all stressed out. But you made it here. Give yourself a clap, a pat on the back because you're stressed and you're here. Come on. Ha, <laughs> ha. The second thing, and this was the one I was just, I was really excited to see this. The second thing that you wanted to know is, how can I know God's will for my life? And I love that we're asking that question. And so we're going to talk about that in about six months. <laughs> It'll be really good. <laughs> uh, here's the thing I really want to celebrate. So at the bottom of the card, remember the checkbox is A, B, C, and D. And that was, where are you at in your spiritual journey? A was, I'm already in a real relationship with Jesus. B was, today I want to begin a real relationship with Jesus. And are you ready to celebrate that last week we had 40 people fill out a card and let us know they were beginning a relationship with Jesus. Oh, come on. Yes. All glory to God. We celebrate that together. And then we had C meant that, can I consider it a little bit? Like I'm in the journey and I'm I'm, I'm, I'm here. Can I just be here and, and check it out for a bit? and not need, you know, pastor, not need to make a decision right now? We said, absolutely. This is, we always wanted, a value of our church has been from day one that, that people could come and say, I don't know where I'm at, but can I sit here a while and just be in the journey and be in community? And absolutely, yes. And so I, I was excited to see that last week we had 19 people fill that out and say, yeah, that's where I'm at. Can I, can I just be in the journey? Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's our house. That's how we do it. And then we had four people who actually checked D, and that, that was, I don't think I'm ever going to make that decision. And I want to invite you to pray with me, uh, to pray for those that are in that place, in that space, because we have seen God take people from D to A in the past, and we're going to see it again, and we're, we're just going to believe together for that. So once again, thank you. Thank you, Dream Team. Thank you for showing up early, staying late, holding babies, making coffee. All of it. Start to finish. Thank you so, so much. And what a, just what a joy it is that we get to do this together. Well, this morning, as we said, we're, we're jumping into a brand new message series, Double Tap, Real Love in a Selfie World. And as I came up here, I, I thought of something that I have not actually thought about. Just the whole way of planning the series and all of that. I thought, oh my goodness, like my parents could be in the room today. They're not, but they could be here and they're like, what is Double Tap? <laughs> and I don't even know what that is. Double Tap. For those that might not know, it is if you're scrolling through Instagram and you double tap, that's how you can quickly like a photo. So it's like love so it gives you a little heart. You double tap, you see the heart go over the picture. Y'all know that anyways, but just in case in case somehow in case somehow like, you know, there's you're off the grid, right? You know the some the some who, who have been able to just do it. Come on, Adam, you're there. Glory to God. We'll learn from you. That's amazing. So here's something funny. Uh, just in this idea of real love and a selfie. world, how do we actually learn to love in a world that's just so selfie-driven? This last week, we were out for a birthday party on Friday night. And we're sitting together, a group of friends. We're actually for uh, Rebecca's birthday party. She's our worship director here at Resonate Church. Give it up for Rebecca. Come on. Yeah. It's for, happy birthday. Back in whenever it was. It was, long, it was like forever ago. But your husband gets around to planning these things. Eventually, we have these parties. It's good. So we get together at this restaurant, and there's all this group of girls sitting on one side of the table. There's all this group of guys sitting on the other side of the table. And I look across at the girls' side, and the girls are trying to take a selfie. Now, how many, you know, ladies, you know this? When you're trying to take a selfie, you don't want to be the person that's up front because it's just—it's a distortion. Like you're—you're you're so close to the camera, it's just freakishly close, right? Well, you're trying to take a, well, of, a, of a long row, and so. I'm watching, and I'm seeing something. I never knew this was possible. There's The girl that's on the end, she has her arm out as if she's taking a selfie, and her fiancé is standing about a foot further away with the right, not even the selfie camera, the good one, facing at them, and he's taking a picture. And I'm like, when's he going to hand her the camera so she can take the selfie? But he's actually taking pictures that make it look like her arm is taking a selfie. So I said, get on over here and take a fake selfie with me. Can we go ahead and show that, Brandon? This is a fake selfie right here. That, that phone is not in my arm. That's a good camera. That's the good, it's not the selfie camera. It's the good camera, and it's someone just about six inches past where my arm could reach. How do you learn to love people in a world where people are taking fake selfies and posting it on Instagram, where you can't even trust your own pastor's Instagram account? I mean, how do we figure out what's real? How do we figure out how to love in a selfie world? You know, it's funny, my, uh, our five-year-old, Avia, she's been wanting to help me with the messages lately. And uh, last week was easy because I was just like, honey, I'm going to be preaching on the resurrection. And she gets the resurrection. And she's, she, so it's like, yeah, Daddy, we could talk about how, you know, Jesus takes things that are dying and in decay and he can bring them back to life. And I was like, yeah, let's do that. Let's preach that. And we'll go back and forth on a sheet of paper. And she'll say, well, what's your point, Daddy? Because she wants to be a pastor now, right? She's like, she's a daddy girl, so she wants to be a pastor. You all got to watch out. Uh, she's, she's going to be bringing, she actually is already working on week five of the series on, on friendships. (laughs) Hmm. So there are weeks that we can work on things together, but then there was this week, because today I want to talk to you, I want to talk, we're going to talk about all sorts of things. We're going to talk in this series about dating, and we're talking about marriage, we're going to talk about sex, we're going to talk about friendship, we're going to talk about just the all relationships. But this morning, I want to talk about singleness, singleness. And before you, you know, married people start heading for the exits like, you know, it's the end of a game and you're down by 20. No, don't head for the exits because this is for you today because all your married problems are single problems that your marriage just exposed. Come on, Mary Viva, you don't have marriage problems, you got single problems that your marriage just took the lid off of and revealed. Come on, somebody, so stick around, you're going to, some married people are clapping. Slow down, slow down. <laughs> Oh, uh, so it's going to be a good time together. So anyway, so I'm saying to Avia, she's kept saying to me all week, Daddy, what are we speaking about this weekend? What are, we, what are you preaching on? And I'm like, honey, I don't know how to tell you that we're talking about married people that had single problems that brought them into marriage. And I like, what, and then what's your point? And she was just like, praise Jesus. And I was like, all right. <laughs> so point number two, if we get there this morning, is praise Jesus. That's from Avia. You just need to know in advance. She's helping with this stuff. Oh, man. Well, I want to go to God's words together in, in Matthew's gospel. And what I want to see... Um, we're actually not going to unpack a whole, a lot of Scripture today. I want to really focus in on some major Scripture. You know, there's just some real keys in the Bible. Like, if you can get this one verse and start to live this one thing, and that's actually what Jesus did in this case. Jesus just took the simplicity of a, a two statements and said, you can sum up all of the law and the prophets in this stuff right here. And so I want to dive in on, on those couple of verses. A group of people, they came to Jesus In his day, and they asked him a question, and it did not sound like a love question. It sounded like a law question. But Jesus answered speaking about love. This is what they said to him. They said, teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? And Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. So they ask a law question, and Jesus turns it into a love question. He says, loving God comes first. Point number one, if you're taking notes this morning, is before I can love you, come on somebody, God gets the best of my love. Before I can love you, God gets the absolute best of my love. And I think one of the reasons that I think we can struggle with this thought of an all in relationship with Jesus, because I talk to people all the time and, and you know, if, if we're being honest, what they're saying is that I'm about 75% of the way in. Like, I, I love Jesus, and I'm, I believe in Jesus, but that whole all-in with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength, that's where I struggle a little bit. Cause, and you know what, you wanna know why I think it is that way? I think it's because, because we think, if I give it all to Jesus, what's left for me? Like, what's left for other people? If I just heap all of my love and I go all-in, like, well, I'm thinking about my time, I'm already stressed out. And here's the, here's the thing, that If we give all of our love to Jesus, we need to understand that love is not a finite thing. Love is not like a pie, where if you give God a sliver of the pie, you're now left with love, less love for the people around you and for yourself. No, God designed it, and I promise you, if you will heap all of your love onto him, you will have more love for you and for other people. God wants to put more love into your life, but it takes the starting point of saying, I am all in, 100% abandoned in love with God through my relationship with Jesus Christ. It's all in. And here's why it's so important that we understand this. Come on, this is, this, come on, singles. Here's why it's so important that we understand this. If we do not start from giving it all to God and then receiving from him, we will end up Starved in our hearts, and go try and find someone to meet the love need in our heart. We will be seeking for that guy or that girl to fill a love need in our heart that they were never meant to, to fulfill. It's like going grocery shopping when you're hungry. Like when I grocery shop when I'm hungry, I head straight for the bulk aisle and I'm just picking up sour candies. And some of you, this is how you're shopping for a mate because you're so loved star because you haven't gone all in in a relationship with Jesus and you're just looking for a quick fix and you will settle for the first guy that puts his hand on yours and made you feel a little something. I need a sugar hit. I need something. I will start shopping in the bulk aisle because I just need a little bit to get me through. Come on, somebody. But when you go to the grocery store and you've just had a good meal, come on. Your decision making is on another level. All of a sudden, you can think, what do I actually need in my life? What's going to fuel me? Come on, Will. What's going to be good for your workouts? Come on, somebody. Otherwise, what we will do is we will bypass that part of loving God, and we will say, if I love you, I hope that you can love me the way that I was supposed to be loved by God. I'm hoping that you can fill a need that actually God himself was supposed to to fill, and I need to go all in. Come on, somebody. All in. Come on, can I challenge you if you're at 75% today? I'm thankful that you're, like, good on you. You're here today. Come on, you're you're around. You're moving. Come on, can I, what's your next step? What's the next all in move? Number one, Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Well, he goes on from there, and he says there's a second and equally important commandment. Remember, we said there's a three-step process to loving somebody else well. Well, what's the second step? He says, love your neighbor as yourself. So here's what it sounds like, at least on the surface. It sounds like I love God first, and then I'm able to go and love somebody else. That's what it sounds like, right? But we're missing what Jesus is saying if we miss these last two words. He said, love your neighbor, how? As yourself. Come on, say that with me. As yourself. Which means that you cannot effectively love a person unless you have first figured out how you can love yourself. The lid on your love for other people is the way that you're able to love yourself. Again, if we bypass this, we think, I will get, I will give my love to you, and I will get something back that I actually couldn't give to myself. I'm hoping that you will give to me what I actually first should have been able to give to myself somehow. Are you with me so far? How do you love yourself? I mean, this sounds like a self. I'm, I'm Tony Robbins up here today. How do you love yourself? I don't even... A little more yelling. <laughs> Tony Rob, I, Tony Okay, so here we go. Love yourself. This, this is like the self-help aisle, but the problem with the, the way the world and culture talks about just love yourself is it will lead you to one of two places. If God is not in the love yourself equation, it will lead you to either frustration or delusion. Here's the frustrated part of it. If I just try and love myself, I'm just like, I'm just going to love myself. Most of us end up in the frustrated place. And the reason is we know how much we fail. And you know you don't even live up to your own standards. And so now when you try and go and love yourself, you're like, I don't even, I don't even, I don't even live up to my own standards. It's hard to love you because you don't live up to who you wish you were. It's hard to love me. I don't live up to who I wish I was. And so there's something wrong and flawed with this cultural thing of just love yourself because most of us end up frustrated. I can't do that. I know I'm a mess. Well, what's the second place? The second place is delusion. The second place is I just love me because I'm so, I'm so awesome. And really the way we do this one is we say, okay, I may have not lived up to my standards for me, but you don't live up to my standards for me, and you live up to it less. And the way we actually try and love ourselves is by saying you're less than who I am because you live up to fewer of my standards than I do. And, and ain't nobody want to be around that person. No one wants to be around the entitled person that's trying to love themselves by making themselves feel better than you. So we will either be frustrated or we'll be in delusion. Are are we we in this together today? But when you add God to the equation, well, here's how you love yourself from a biblical perspective. The Apostle Paul said this to the church in Ephesus, walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. So the way you love yourself is to open up your heart wide to receive the love of God. It's to say, I am not going to put a barrier between me and God's love. I am actually gonna believe that, that God sent Jesus for me and the way he gave himself up for me allows me to open wide my heart and say, I don't, have to, I don't have to cut off the flow. I don't have to minimize his love for me. How you love yourself is just being like, I am opening wide to receive all of the love of God. That's how you love yourself from a biblical perspective. And it's from there now that you're able to go and give away healthy love to somebody else. Number one, all in, 100% love for God. And secondly, receiving his love for you. Because you can only love someone the way that you love yourself. But now single people, you still, now you're like, okay, I get that. That's great. So I'm going I'm to go all in in my relationship with God. And I'm going I'm to love myself by allowing the love of God to just soak into my heart. But you still, you're still, you're still like, but I still got to go on Christian Mingle and find out who this is, Right? Like, I'm hearing what you're saying, Pastor, and I get it. And I'm not going to go shopping on Christian Mingo while I'm hungry. I got you. I'm going to... But I still got to get on there because I don't understand why, but there's just not enough young men at Resonate Church for all the amazing women we have in this house. If you've got any guy friends that used to serve Jesus... I am tired of seeing these amazing women in our house and on our platform that and if you're a guy in this house and you've not been snapped up yet, come on, get straight in your relationship with Jesus. Because there are some women in this house. OK. I'm, come on, guys. So you still got to go and make a choice. So how do, like, how do we make this choice of who this is going to be? Here's, can I, this is going to sound brutally obvious, but it's going to be helpful. It's really going to be helpful. It's going to sound like you're going to be like, thank you, Captain Obvious. But trust me, in a moment you'll be like, oh, okay, I didn't see it that way. Here's, there's only two kinds of people in the world for you. Ready? Two kinds of people in the world for you. Number one, people that you are incompatible with. Incompatible means it's going to be hard to love them. It's going to be difficult to love them. You're incompatible. And then there's another side of people that, and these are, of course, people that you are completely incompatible with. I mean, like, there's no way... That you could, like, you're not attracted to them, you don't have any common interests, there's just no connectedness, there's no sparks flying, there's nothing at all. That is the two types of people in the world for you. People you are incompatible with and people that you are completely incompatible with. And you are saying, Pastor, that's so dreary, that sounds so discouraging. It's actually the way God did it, and God did it that way on purpose, Because we have a warped interpretation of why God gave us marriage. We think it was Jerry Maguire so that we could complete us. We think it was like Lady Gaga because everything you need is in my arms. Come on, none of that stuff makes sense. No, God gave you marriage not to give you completion or perfection, but to actually allow you to learn to grow in grace. So what does he do? He gives you someone who you're incompatible with. You're like, Pastor, give me some scripture to back this up, because this just sounds a little bit... Here's the scripture, the love chapter, First Corinthians thirteen. You might not even be a Christian. You might not have even been to church in your life, but you might have heard this passage at any Christian wedding. It gets read there all the time. And the starting point of this love chapter, are you ready for it? The love is. Come on, some of you will know it. Love is what? Love is Passion. patient. Thank you so much, church, for being. You just you were on it today. I. I sometimes wonder if it's a saved church, but you are a sanctified house. (laughs) Love is patient. Why did it start with patience? Because God knew he was going to put two imperfect people in the space of one, call them one, make them one flesh for life, and say, now go and figure that out. Love is patient. So how do I now make my choice on Christian Mingle? Who's in my shopping cart? How do I know what to do? Well, you've got you to have some goals for this thing. you got to set healthy relationship goals. Otherwise, your goal will be to sparks fly. But you need some things before sparks fly. You need, do they love God 100%? Have they out of that learned to love themselves? Then can I see them loving on other people? Are they generous with their love? Like, is it multiplying out of their lives? And then finally ask yourself the sparks fly chemistry question. Because you do need the chemistry. Thank you, Jesus, for chemistry. I mean, come on. Thank you, Jesus, for chemistry. (coughs) Come on, married people. Have more sex. Thank you, Jesus, for chemistry. Come on, married people. Three times this week. You got it. Come on. (laughs) Oh, like. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (sighs) Rachel, I think, just said that wasn't in the notes. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I don't even know where I am anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Woo. Yeah, you got to preach. Loves God, is able to love himself. You can see him loving other people. And then the sparks. Chemistry does matter. Like, there's this whole... Middle book in your Bible called Song of Solomon where Solomon's just basically saying thank you God for chemistry over and over and over again. So God's into God wants the sparks to fly. He wants, you to, he wants you to have romantic chemistry. He just wants to make sure that it's not your number one goal. He just wants to make sure that you're not going in and choosing someone for your shopping cart. And it's simply on the basis of how you felt when you got around them and they showed you just a little bit of affection because you were hungry. No, they love God, and they, come on, they're not hungry, you're not hungry. You're sprinting after Jesus, able to love a lot of other people, and then sparks fly. It's going to give you some confidence, church. It's going to give you some courage, single people. Come on, married people. You're like, I, Pastor, I, but what do I do if I already got somebody I'm completely incompatible with? I'm here to let you know you're stuck. I'm here to let you know that God is going to, come on, give you some grace today in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. You're in this thing. Let's go. And, and when we wrap things up, in just a few minutes, Rach and I are actually going to talk for a few minutes, something we never talked about, just about our own journey. But come on, can I encourage you today to just, number one, before I can love you, God gets the best of my love. And secondly, I'm going to have the right goals. Those things we just Love's God, love's themselves, love's others, and there's some chemistry. If you're in a relationship and you're not married, I mean, you're, you're dating or you're even engaged and your relationship does not live up to those goals, can I encourage you? Don't get married. And, he, and here's why, just don't marry potential. You're like, pastor, I can fix them. You're like, lights will guide me home and ignite my bones and I'm gonna fix them. Didn't work for Chris Martin, not gonna work for you. That was also not in the notes, but that was interesting (laughs) if you went with it. (laughs) (laughs) I wish you could hear some of this. This banter in the front row. I think what I heard was that was cold on Coldplay right there. That was cold on Cold. We're going to take that out of the second service and put that on the internet because we just do not want to slam people that are just trying to make it through life. Okay. So I want to invite Rachel up here and, and, um, and we, we want to do something that we've never done before. And, and we want to talk through the reason why three years ago uh, we went to marriage counseling. We've never done this publicly before. Uh, but we want to do this this morning. I promise you it's not going to be awkward. Like we're not, we're not about to break down in tears and be like, oh, help us. No, we're in a good place. Okay, this will be good. But the reason we want to do this is you know, it's really important because I can stand up here and say, come on church, here's what you need to do and here's how you do it well and here's what it looks like and I can, I can cheer that all day long but what I do not want you to go home and think is that they've got it perfect and we don't have it perfect. What I want to show you is actually that we're, we're all just in this together and the goal is not to say that we've got it figured out, the goal is to say that he's got it figured out, that Jesus is the answer for you, that you need real love that can only come from him and so today... We just kind of want to open up our hearts a little bit to share a little bit of our story. It's going to be fun. It's going to be good, but it's going to be real. You ready for that? Yeah. All right. I... Thank you. Oh, oh awesome. man, this is, you, is great. Thank you, Carlos. <laughs> this, is this is amazing. We're just going to settle in here for a
1: minute. <laughs> I love it. So one day Shane and I were on our way to Harrison Hot Springs to get away for a night, disconnect from everything to connect with each other.
0: And I'm thinking, like, come on, like, little XOXO, come on, like, this is going to be good.
1: <laughs> oh, my. Have you ever had things go sideways when you're actually just trying to connect? When you set aside that time or going away, it's like the stakes feel higher, right?
0: Yeah. And that's where we found ourselves. So here's what I would call my side of our cycle. And, and cycle is the language that we use to describe, you know what it's like when, you just, when one little thing goes wrong... It's like the tube, a toothpaste, and the cap, and like one little thing goes wrong, but then it starts to spiral, and you just can't seem to get out of your own little side and give the other what they need. Well, when things start to spiral for me, I'm usually in this place of thinking a message that I've told myself my whole life, which was, I'm not enough. Mm-hmm. And that, for me, was always sparked out of this kind of anxiety that came out of a quest for perfectionism, you know, and some of you might be able to relate to that, um, the, sen- the sense that I had to perform to earn my worth, that's my side of, of our little cycle. And so there we are, we're driving to Harrison, but I'd had a rough week. And uh, I was kind of wearing that a little bit, feeling like I hadn't performed well enough for my own worth. And so I'm thinking, I need hot pools to just kind of settle myself down. And, but as a result, when I get in that space, I'm stuck in my own thinking, in my own mind. I'm in my own head, and I'm not really present for Rachel.
1: So as we're driving along, I actually realize, okay, I'm actually pretty hungry. And so we're driving past Mission, I see this plaza, I see a Brown Social House, and I say, hey, I'm pretty hungry, uh, can we stop at Brown's? And now you got to know my part of the cycle is uh, don't ask for what you need, stay small or it'll be too much. So I make this reach, I take a risk and I say, hey, can we stop at Brown's? I'm pretty hungry.
0: And I'm so itching to just get rid of the stress of my week and to kind of cope with it with some hot pools that I'm thinking, can you just grab some sushi so we can get there faster? <laughs> so I say, babe, can you just, can we do this quick? Can you grab some food real quick somewhere here in this plaza that's got a bunch of options?
1: And now watch how this innocent moment, it was like this shortest exchange quickly connected to the narratives, to the stories we've been telling ourselves our whole life. And for me, as I said, the narrative is I'm too much, too much. Don't ask for what you need. And so when Shane says, just quickly get some sushi so we can uh, get back on the road and get to the pools, it lands on this sensitive spot for me where I start going, okay, I don't deserve a meal from Browns. That's too much. It's too expensive. I asked for too much. And so here we are on our way to our happy place, and I'm sitting in the passenger seat feeling totally alone and truthfully hungry because I'm stubborn like that, and I don't get food anywhere.
0: (laughs) So she's there feeling alone, but because I'm already feeling this sense of inadequacy in my side of the car, when I look across the car and I see that she's now disappointed in me for something, I don't know what it is, I'm not able to reach and find out what that is, it just presses me further down into my place of, well, I'm not enough. And I was in my own head before, and now I'm in my own head, and so uh, now there's even a greater disconnect between us.
1: And we both want to jump into each other's arms. I mean, that's why we planned this weekend away, was to connect, was to be close to one another. And we realized that it was that same negative interaction cycle for us that happened in a split second that was played out many times in many ways that we just decided, you know what? We need and want to get some help to break free of this negative interaction cycle, that we're not operating from this place of I'm not enough or I'm too much, that we actually can operate from a place of strength that I am enough, that I'm not too much, and ask for what we need.
0: And so what we want to do in this series, and I think this can be a life-changing series, because I love that thought that Rachel just said of two people that wanted to jump into one another's arms but just now feel like they can't take the leap. And maybe you find yourself there in relationship today. And I think this is going to be a life-changing series. Maybe you're in a place and maybe you'd say, you know what, our story sounds ten times worse than that. And it may in fact be. Um, But I want to encourage you today to be in this place for every week of this series. Come on, walk this one through. Because what what I think, uh, what I believe is that you can either have the challenge that's in your relationship today and the work of the emotional stress that it's putting on your life, or you can have the work of doing something about yeah, it. That's right. Either way, it's going to be work. Yeah. So you can have the work of the time, energy, and resources to get yourself. When we launch small groups again in May, to be like, I'm going to get into a small group this time. Yeah. And I'm not going to hide anymore. I'm going to actually begin to let somebody know what I'm going through. And I'm just going to trust that that's going to be helpful to me in the journey. You see, we really believe that Resonate needs to be a place yeah. where this, is not, this church is not about Sundays. It's about Sunday to Saturday. Yes, yes. It's about the real life. And you need somebody in your world. Yeah. You don't need someone that can fix you. You need someone that you're processing with. You need someone that you're talking to. Someone that you can trust. It's the real work. And you might, like Rachel and I, find that you need some, you need some professional help too. And, and we think that's awesome. If that's where you would be at in, in your world. Because you can have the work of the exhaustion in the relationship. You can have the work of the frustration or you can have the work of fighting for something different. Either way, come on somebody, it's going to be work. But what it will produce in us is grace. What it will produce uh, in us is, God God tells us in Ephesians chapter 5, that this relationship that he would put us in on earth was meant to model the relationship between us and him, and we're supposed to extend grace to one another. So we've shared a piece of our story we may not know yours. If you're in this room this morning and you've gone through the pain of divorce, we want to just say from the bottom of our hearts, as we walk through a series like this, that we just absolutely love you so much. And there's no shame in this place. Know that the gospel is a gospel of grace, that God looks at right where you're at today and can work in your life, with what is going on in your life, with exactly where you are, what you've brought today. Come on, he's not looking at you to shame you. He's saying, I can, I can put things back together. I'm gonna bring healing for your yesterday. I'm gonna give you some hope for tomorrow. That is the gospel. So you don't need to come into, the, you don't need to hide out in this series. And I wanna speak to the married people and I wanna say, the Bible only ever gave two reasons for divorce. The first was adultery. And the second was a non-believing spouse who walked away. Not we've grown apart. Not it's difficult now. And I just wanted to say that today because we love you enough not to just say the easy stuff. But to say the hard stuff. And not just say the hard stuff, but to show up with you in the fight. To say we are going to fight together for another level. And we're going to do all the stuff that we know how to do in the natural. We're going to get into our small groups and we're going to, if we need it, we're going to seek professional help. But can I tell you one thing more than anything else? We need Jesus. The only way we're ever going to find real love in this world is if we can see his real love for us. So God, I thank you, Lord, for the start to this series. I thank you for everyone in this room, God. I don't know what their hearts feel like in this moment, God. The the swirling of emotions or thoughts, God, but I pray you'd meet every heart right where it is in the way that only you can. Not with words of human wisdom or persuasion, but a demonstration of the Holy Spirit's power. Spirit of God, come and do what none of us can do. Spirit of God, come and break down walls and break down chains and heal hurts and touch touch us, Lord. For the one that's in the room that's at 80% today, God, we choose to move closer to you. For the one that's in the room that's frustrated with not being able to live up to their own self-standards and hasn't been able to love themselves, God, we simply open our hearts to receive your love. Come on, son. Come on, daughter. God says, you're my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Not because of what you did, but because of what Jesus has done. He says, you're my beloved daughter. Not because of what you did or what you've done or what you will do, but because of Jesus. Receive that love so then you'll be able to give that love. God, we open wide our hearts for that one who's searching or for that one who's got to make a really difficult relationship decision because they know they know that the relationship they're in is not living up to the goals. God, give great grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm gonna invite you to keep your heads bowed, your eyes closed for just a moment because maybe you're here today. And the love you need is the love of God. I mean, you just don't have a relationship with God. Today, you know you're far from God. The Bible says the reason is sin because we can't measure up or get to God on our own. But God did something that you could not do when he sent his son, Jesus to take the price and penalty of our sins once and for all so that salvation and forgiveness and eternal life would come simply by one thing, and that's by faith in what God did for you. And so if today, say, today, Pastor, I want to make that decision. I want to begin a real relationship with Jesus Christ. I want to know the love of God in my heart. That's you in the room today. Would you slip your hand up? We won't embarrass you in any way. Call you to the front. I just want you to raise your hand so today you have that moment of decision. You'd say, yeah, I'm going to make that decision today. It's between you and God. Say, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to include you in a closing prayer as I pray for you. Again, this is just between you and God. You're saying, yeah, Pastor, include me in that prayer today. That's my decision. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you raised your hand in that moment. Maybe you didn't, but you wanted to. Would you just say this prayer with me? Come on, church, family, help me out. Say, dear Jesus, I'm moving all in. I'm giving you my life. I believe you died and rose again. So I could be forgiven, free, and receive your love. An outpouring of your love that will change me forever. I receive you. Help me follow you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Man, come on, trust. Can we put our hands together for those that made that decision today? Come on, like you really mean it. Yes. Praise God.